Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle.
means this man is the container of the inspiring demons. So, from the Hebrew background, the word is oath. But when you come to um, the Latin background, the word is familiaris. Familiaris. And familiaris comes from the Latin familia. Familia. So, when the Latin they say familia, they are talking about family. And over there, the idea is that there is this individual who has some spirits and the spirits are household servants. So the spirit is a household servant that lives in a person and this person commands the household servants to do whatever they have to do and they do it. So they, they saw somebody who contains these spirits in the, in, for the family or in the family as having the family or the household servants who are commanded to execute things on their behalf. So these familiar spirits could be responsible for them pretentiously to bring them health, to bring them prosperity, to make them powerful, to keep them, to protect them. And, and those are the things we call familiar spirits. God throughout history of the people of Israel detested the familiar spirits. And he detested people that doubled in familiar spirits. And by the time Moses was commanding them in the wilderness, he told them in Deuteronomy chapter 18 and the verse number 9, when you are come into the land which the Lord your God has given you, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. When you come into the land, don't do according to the abominations of the Every land has got abominations that the people do. Don't copy them. Now, I have been in Bogatanga long enough to tell you that this land has got some practices, and I will go into a lot of them. And many of the practices that the people do on the land are practices that have to do with necromancy and then familiar spirits. And some of you don't know why sometimes, when it comes to things like funerals, I'm so wild. When it comes to things like funerals, I'm so wild. Because you know what? It is just a recycling of demonic practices. Listen. The reason I do Christianity by the grace of God the way I do it is because I am not bound by culture. I have never allowed culture and tradition to bind me. No, no, no. And fortunately for me, my father who was a traditional worshiper, when he got born again, he banished those things from his environment. So my father, he didn't leave me with a story building. He didn't leave me with a car. He didn't leave me with nine shoes. He didn't leave me with a bank account. My dad, Nocknab, did not leave me with gold. But the man left me with a legacy of Christianity. He, he, you see, he was not a pastor. He was not working about quoting Bible verses. But the man you share courage defeated anything that would look like demonic in the family. Took away anything that would look like tradition that would trouble us. Bring a cycle of ancestral worship or a semblance into our family. My father defeated all of it. Now, when you are coming to the land, don't do according to their abominations. Listen to me. 
Anything you are not able to fight, your children will have to live to fight it. And if your children fail, your children's children will have to fight it. So don't do according to their abominations. In the verse number 10, he started talking about the abominations. He said, there shall not be found among you one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. You go to many of these funerals and you see the fire. They light the fire. They say, children, go through it. Sometimes they create some things and they tell you, um, you go through this channel. You go through that particular door. You go through this. And all of it is initiations. He said, don't go through the fire. Or one that you said divination. Or somebody who observed times. Or one that is an enchanter. Or one that is a witch. Verse number 11. Or a charmer. Or a consulter with familiar spirits. Or a wizard. Or a necromancer. For all those, do, all those who do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before thee. So, these are the things that they did and God drove them out of the land and brought you into the land. So, don't do what they do or don't do what they did. Necromas, talking to the dead and consulting dead spirits. And there is a way, I think I will do you a lot of good. If I show you some common ways by which people deal with familiar spirits. Number one is ancestral or animistic worship. Ancestral or animistic worship. So, you are talking to your fathers. And I remember when my dad used to do his idolatry before he got born again. Sometimes they would even cook some kind of food and they leave it for the ancestors to come and eat. And all our cultures, we have them. We have demons and we have familiar spirits that eat food. And we cook and leave it somewhere for them to come and eat. And these things are very common. During the funeral, now so they leave, they leave the food for people to come and eat. And then during child dedications, you see a lot of things. They dedicate the child to all kinds of spirits. And they, they, they dedicate them to forces of darkness and so on and so forth. So that is one common way by which we can contact um, familiar spirits when it comes to ancestral worship and mystic worship. And then sometimes you contact them by calling on dead religious leaders like saints. Like maybe you are calling on maybe Saint Anthony, you are calling on some Saint something, something, Saint Paul, Saint Peter. You are calling on somebody who died and in, in a charismatic circles. Sometimes people call upon a dead religious leader. So maybe the founder of their church, they, they will call upon the dead and things like that. I get very worried when um, people begin to um, call on the dead and uh, erect statues so somebody can die and then you make a statue in the memory of the person. Well, it doesn't matter. The statue itself is not a problem. But you just make sure that people don't go there and start mentioning the name of the person and pray. Like they go and stand in front of the image of the person and they say, we call upon the God of, you know, sometimes the way it's disguised is that we call upon the name of maybe Peter Simon to respond. And then they say, Peter Simon, your children are still gathering here. 
in your name and we know you are in heaven and you are listening to us whether you like it or not you are still dealing with the spirit of the dead and there are many ways in which we, we, contact, we, we consult the, the spirit of the dead and we don't even realize that that is what we are doing to ourselves so calling upon dead religious leaders like saints and then talking to departed souls out of pain and grief when you go to our funerals you will see people talking to the dead you will see them talking to departed people and they'll be shouting Kwame, you have gone and left me what do you want me to do Ma, you have left me alone in this world and you are busy talking to the one who is dead and gone the ones who are dead and gone cannot intervene in any way what happens is that as soon as you begin that channel of communication you are opening up to demons who will take over and they will start manipulating you they will start speaking to you and doing all kinds of things to, to you because you have opened up and you are dealing with them familiar spirits these familiar spirits are everywhere people people deal with them they talk to the dead they have their pictures they speak to the pictures I, I have lost relatives before I have lost children before in fact when we lost our children the first thing I did was to take down all the pictures all the pictures disappeared I just went to the house and said now remove 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 remove, remove. but don't you want their memory I want their memory but I love them so much that I don't want to be tempted to be talking to pictures because talking to pictures and madness the only difference is that you are wearing a dress by the time you realize you are talking to you are talking to pictures and, and you are beginning to dream dreams and things are appearing to you and I know people who have lost relatives and up till today they cannot recover they are either holding on to the pillow of the person they are holding on to the chair of the person they are holding on to something that belongs to the person and they are not prepared to let the thing go they are dealing with familiar spirits I'm just praying to God that God will deliver us from it and I just mentioned child dedication issue you can take your children also and dedicate them to familiar spirits you know there are many of you who are named after dead people and you don't even know why they named you after the person I told you the other day that one of the meaning of the word demon is that the Greeks believe that these demons are spirits that are dividers and distributors of destiny so they can divide and they can distribute your destiny so they just give birth to you and they name you after some old lady and they tell you oh you were named after your grandmother and you too you are very happy walking about that you've been named after your grandmother if names are anything to go by they have virtually tied up your destiny with the destiny of the one they named you after and and this is where some of you that are very traditional in in the way you think and the way you go about your things you are so traditional that at any smallest thing you want to refer to your background that you want to do something that 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 reminds you of somebody yeah, you know you, you just end up confusing and complicating your children and um, complicating the children you are dedicating and in the churches we are still doing what we would have done as traditional people look at funeral 
I hear there are tribes, tribes when somebody dies, then they go and put the person in a chair, sit the person erect. Then people go and sit, stand in front of the, the person who is dead and they are doing things. Some are crying, some are dancing, and they are doing all these things in dedication to the person who is dead. Now, a dead person, the next thing you should think about a dead person normally is to go and bury the person. It's not to be parading the person around. When I go around, when they say viewing corpse, dead body, no matter who you are, I don't bow when I come and look. No, no, no. I can, and I look within 15 seconds, I'm gone. And, and that's because I'm doing it out of respect for the family, but not paying respect to the dead person. I have no respect to pay to the dead person. The dead person, if he's a believer, God has glorified the person already. And that is where the praise and the respect goes. But you don't ask for the body lying there, the corpse or the dead. When I go there and go, what am I bowing to? I came to worship a living God, not somebody who is dead and gone. Somebody give a big clap offering to Jesus. So our lives, and then you, you go to other culture, and if your husband died, they will make you stay with the dead in the room. You will stay with the dead in, in the room for a whole night. And I can tell you, most of those widows, after the funeral, they are never the same. Contacting familiar spirits. How do I contact a familiar spirit? I want to show you from the life of King Saul, four stages of contacting familiar spirits. Four stages, four ways by which you can contact a familiar spirit and not even know that you are dealing with familiar spirits. I'll be talking about security, I'll be talking about silence, I'll be talking about searching, and I'll be talking about secrecy. Let's start with security. That we are looking at King Saul. And the Bible said that concerning King Saul's life, that there was a time in, in 1 Samuel chapter 28 and the verse number 5, when Saul was fighting a war against the Philistines. And the Bible said, when Simon saw, when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by the prophets. So dreams, Urim, nor by the prophets. God did not answer him. Then Saul said unto his servant, Seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that has a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment, and he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. Go to verse 9. And the woman said unto him, Behold, you know that what Saul has done, how he has cut off all those who are familiar spirits and wizards out of the land. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? Verse number 10. And Saul swore by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Verse 11. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up Samuel. Now, who should I call up? He said, Call me up Samuel. 
interesting. I mean, no matter the kind of theology we are looking at, the woman was able to bring up Samuel the prophet. A whole prophet, the woman brought him up. Look, look at it. So he said, bring me up Samuel. Verse number 12. And when the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul, saying, why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. The woman brought up Samuel. Was it Samuel himself he brought? No. She brought up a familiar spirit. And the familiar spirit she brought entered a vessel that looked like Samuel. But listen, King Saul, Pastor Mike, was the one who cut off all wizards and witches and necromancers, soothsayers. He cut off all of them. He cut off everybody who had a familiar spirit. Now, the Philistines are waging war against King Samuel. Sorry, King, King um, Saul. Saul has a security problem. And the security problem, when you have a security problem, they say you have insecurity. He wanted security. He wanted protection. He wanted peace. And that need for the security drove the king of Israel to go and consult a familiar spirit. Listen to me. Whenever you have a need, you can easily fall into the trap. Of looking for information, looking for secrets, looking for, for an answer to your problem. Listen to me, live in the ministry of prophets. But you know what? I never go to prophets to answer questions. What I mean is, I don't go to a prophet and say, something has happened to me. Can you tell me where it is coming from? No. You know why? I have the power to cast out anything. I don't care where it's coming from. I don't know. I, I don't care who is the cause. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Listen, I don't care which witch or which wizard in my family is causing it. I can deal with that witch and that wizard. Listen, I don't go looking for answers of futility. Listen, anytime you have a need, your business is going down, your family is going down, your health is going down. Your academics are not going well. Just that insecurity, that pressure can lead you to start looking for answers. And these days, you know what? If people know that you will call them necromancers, you will call them diviners, you will call them wizards, you will call them people with, with um, what is the name? People with familiar spirit. All they need to do is to put prophet by the name. All they need is to say prophet. Because prophet, prophet and prophet, they go together. They, they, all he needs is to say, I'm a prophet, and he will pray on your ignorance. Profit from your ignorance. And I'm beginning to think that there are too many Christians who are walking about looking for answers God will never give them. God will never give you the answer. Somebody's there. Your business is collapsed. Um, your academics are not going well. No malam, no prophet, no pastor, no teacher can give you answers to the physics questions. Go and pin yourself to a chair. Study the physics and the mathematics and pass the exam. And stop worrying about who confused your head. Nobody confused your head. Physics confused your head. Go study the physics. Go study. 
Christians are becoming more and more inquisitive. I remember I had this um, person who was having a problem. And the person wanted to see a prophet. Daddy, you have so many prophets. Send me to one of the prophets. And I was hesitant. I'm, I'm like, look, I don't want to take you to a prophet. And that's because, you see, I don't mind when a prophet is ministering in public like this. But when it comes to people engaging a prophet directly, I'm very careful because if you are not matured and you engage a prophet directly, you are likely to get confused. Because most of the time, one that is a prophet, especially a modern day prophet, is likely to be telling you who is causing your problem. And when they tell you who is causing your problem, it's likely to bring division. But no matter who is causing your problem, the person is just a medium, but the ultimate cause of your problem is the devil. So if you can deal with the devil, you don't need who else is the mediator or the medium the devil is using. Listen, the devil is under my feet. So I, I don't care about whoever the devil is using. I never want to know whether it's my auntie or my uncle or my brother or my sister. I don't care. The only thing I know is that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But you know, all of a sudden, the Christians, because of insecurity, there is a man here. There's a prophet here. There is a pastor here. There's a teacher here. There is a church here. And we are running around the whole place. Listen, the time you used to run around, use it to run around your Bible. This book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth. You know what? The thing that made somebody a prophet is the power of the Holy Ghost. Go get the power. The thing that made somebody a prophet is the word of God they know. You go get the power of the word of God. The thing that made somebody a prophet is the Holy Ghost. And you also are filled with the Holy Ghost. And you can find the answer for yourself. And you know what, people? honest with you, I've been born again from 1980 God has never come to me and told me Eastwood, this person is the one doing you, that one is the one causing you, that one is the one doing you and that's because God knows that I know that greater is he that is in me that he that is in the world no, 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 by the grace of God I'm too strong for fairy tales I'm not saying don't know who is causing. When you are a baby, you need a lot of those things. When you are a babe, like some of you who wear pampers and you carry 20 feeding bottles. Anything that can carry a feeding bottle, you carry. So you run around the whole place. And then, you see, when you stay in a church, you realize that when it comes to even prophetic ministry, there are names your pastor will mention. And there are other names he doesn't mention. When you see your pastor mention a certain name, it means I believe in this prophecy and I believe in that prophet and I believe in this ministry. The one your daddy never mentioned, what are, what are you looking for in that place? What, what is driving you there? And they are now open. And even the ones the man of God brings to come and minister to you, when the person finishes ministering, receive the ministration and go back to the word and stop chasing, stop chasing some things. You will get yourself into situations you don't want. 
the situations you don't want. And now we are beginning to hear all kinds of stories. People who go to go and they go to a man of God and they go to find out what is breaking their marriage. And the pastor rather breaks their marriage. Because by the time you realize, the pastor himself has slept with the woman. So she ran from her husband into the hands of a pastor. And that's because you are looking for answers. And the pastor has answered your prayer. By the time you go to a pastor and say, my husband has not slept me with me for five years. And the man knows he has what it takes. So you know what? You are like Judas Iscariot. You've gone to sell your husband. Some of you are selling your wives. I'm looking for a baby. I'm looking for a baby. And the man is like, okay, if I can sleep with you, you'll get a baby. I must, I must sanctify you. And people are receiving all kinds of sanctifications because they are looking for answers. All kinds of sanctifications. All kinds of ablutions and bathing. Bathing at the sea, bathing in rivers. Huh? A pastor is going to bathe you and tells you, you must come naked. Listen, these are all familiar spirits. And with the familiar spirits, I told you the other thing about the familiar. Plato said something about the demon. Plato associated demons with, with knowledge and wisdom and insight. So you know what? Somebody with familiar spirits can tell you things you don't know. They can mention your name. They can tell you your hometown. They can tell you where you are just coming from. They can tell you your job. And when all these things happen to you, you are completely disarmed. God's prophets and God's men are able to do that. But anything God and God's men can do, the devil has got the counterfeit. Many of you are running after counterfeit. I need to give you a certain advice if you are following me online today. Any church you belong to, and you have a pastor who is spirit-filled, and that pastor has the Bible called the word of God. And the man labors in the word and in doctrine. Pin yourself down in your chair and follow the word of your pastor. And follow the word of your shepherd. And stop running around looking for answers that don't exist. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.